0: All right. Hey, Hey. happy
1: campers. (laughs) (laughs) How are you?
0: I hope you guys are good. It's Julia here. Sammy's here too. And we are bringing you a couple more fantastic episodes. We're really excited about today because today we're talking with a new friend of ours named Morgan. Say hi. 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 Hi, It's
1: Morgan. Hey, Morgan.
0: So we met Morgan a couple weeks ago and found out that morgan went to summer camp for many many years just down the road from us
2: like less than a mile also in in (laughs) denmark maine in denmark maine and your camp's name wyonagonic
0: wyonagonic we passed the sign (laughs) millions of times and we were always like what's going on at wyo
1: actually i wasn't that curious (laughs) i was because i had to take a lifeguarding class during pre-camp one year at Wyo. Did you
2: take it? At, we run like yeah, all of the I clinics took it at for lake and bikes. I also
1: did a sailing one at y Are you too. guys on our lake? Yeah. And the lake, no. And the, the lake was response. so cold. It was like early June. It was yep. so cold that they made us wear wetsuits. Yep. And when I took the swim test, I hopped in the lake and. I
2: understood why people were like, oh, I could die from being cold, because I like know. my heart literally stopped. There's nothing like doing an LGT clinic that makes you like actually identify with the characters <laughs> who are like, I'm dying of hypothermia. And you're like, no, you're fine. <laughs> but actually it was yes. so it was so
1: cold. Eek. So cold. Anyway, Yo, fun times. Yes. The food was really good.
2: Yeah, the food is good. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, so grew up super close by. How long did you go to
2: YO? So I spent a full 17 years there. Whoa. Wow. Yes. Um, so I was a camper from nine all the way through to my first three years as a counselor. So that was there from nine until 20. Okay. Um, and then I took two years off, came back as, uh, what did I do? Yeah, I took two years off, maybe three, I forget, uh, and came back as a counselor for one summer and then uh, took on the role of head counselor, which at our camp is like the person in between the unit director and the staff. Right, that's what it is at our camp too. Yeah. Um,
1: YO is similar to Walden in a few ways in that it's an all girls. Yep. Pretty small. Overnight
2: camp. Yep. Seven week program. Yeah, right. I'd say they're like, our age groups are 8 to 10, 11 and 12, and 13 to 15. Okay. And they're like 86, 13 to 15 year olds, like 60, 11 and 12 year olds, and like 35, 8 to 10 year olds. Same size. A little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. A little bigger.
0: And when did you guys start? Ugh, like two years
1: before Walden.
0: Oh, oh yeah, too, maybe. <laughs> uh, oh, well, well, we're nineteen sixteen. Nineteen sixteen, like I yeah.
1: I think we are. Ta-
2: uh, I, I say I think. It's like the I know oldest all girls camp. In it's the oldest continually operating girls' camp in America. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag continually. Hashtag
1: seventeen thing. years. It's like yo, a really sore subject for us. <laughs> um <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
0: often, but great for you guys. Yeah, but
2: we love it. We're older than our brothers' camp, which is a big source of pride.
1: So that's what I was also gonna say. Is a little different from Walden that you have like an identifiable. Yes brother camp. Yep.
2: Um, Winona. Winona. Yep. Which means little sister. Lol. Yep.
0: Winona. <laughs> Winona
2: means little sister.
0: And the boys camp is called little sister? Yep. Because mm-hmm. so they're funny. not as old.
2: Yeah. Exactly. They are started by the same family. So that was the little sister camp.
0: And is this family still involved in both camps?
2: No, but there have only been, the family that owns it now is the, um, so basically the Cobbs started Wyo and Winona in 1902 and I think 1908. And then uh, when their kids, I think, didn't want to take on the ownership of the camp, mm. they sold our camp to uh, the family that currently runs it and Winona to the family that currently runs Winona. Gotcha. Okay, I got so it. it. So it's so only play- transferred hands once. Okay. Um,
0: all clean right. Clean transfer of power. Clean
2: transfer of power. <laughs> as far as I know, maybe there's like a succession-esque story. Oh, my God. Whoa. Succession <laughs> is summer camp, <laughs> not family
0: businesses. Wait, we're, family like, business? let's write that. Let's set <laughs> yeah. that aside. Yeah. Yeah. No one take it. Cut that. <laughs> Alexa, don't listen. <laughs> um, okay, great. Yeah. So
1: you spent a long time as a staff member. I spent a long
0: time as a staff member. And I want to, uh, well we can maybe even put this up top. You, you Alexa, <laughs> stop listening, Alexa. Stop it. You didn't go to camp. You're not on the podcast, Alexa. Shut it. You're not even on a plaque. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um I I want to I feel like we didn't do the a proper proper job of introing our guest. So I want to set it up a little bit. Okay, great. Uh so we're going to tell you about our friend Morgan who's with us. She is a Brooklyn-based queer writer director originally from Boston. She loves Dunkin donuts. She graduated from Tisch and is a filmmaker. And she recently finished production on a film of hers that's gonna come out sometime soon called Milkwater that she wrote and directed. Yeah. So she's a badass. <laughs> and, Super badass. Like has thinks I would like someone to say that to me forever. <laughs> has just like done amazing things. It's, and yeah. that's why we wanted to talk to her because in addition to creating great art and being out there in the world, uh, she she loves camp and camp has had an intense, you know, a, powerful experience on on her life and has helped shape you yeah very much so very cool oh yeah um so you know we're all from the same world of all girls camps and what we would love to talk about today with you is kind of taking you know looking at the world of uh, gender and sexuality and you know we all live uh, here on the east coast and you know specifically the two of us are here in brooklyn and it's like how thinking about gender and sexuality and how it relates to summer camps, specifically all girls camps and how camps up in maine and tiny towns are kind of evolving with the times or not evol- evolving with the times and what that looks like
2: totally um yeah so it's definitely something I think about a lot I've also gotten the chance to go to a few American Camping Association conferences in the ACA it oh the ACA been there
0: done that oh, yeah. going again <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean it's we, ours is in Manchester mm. uh, at uh, a Radisson. It's Ma- we call it Manch Vegas. Manch Vegas. Oh yeah, it's Manch Vegas. I mean, there's like kind of nothing better than like 200 adult summer camp professionals hanging out, you know, playing string games every weekend. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so. I think four years ago, the keynote address at the ACA conference was about um, trans campers and specifically how to uh, approach the topic of trans campers in terms of single-sex summer camps and also single-sex bunks. Yeah. Um, And so that was, like, that was very, very cool to me. Um, And, but I also, it kind of made me reflect on the fact that I feel like sexuality and sexual orientation has never kind of gone through this, like, active uh, dialogue in the way that, like, I don't, I think when, when, sexuality and sexual orientation and like pride etc was really becoming a thing our view of adolescent education was very different Mm -hmm. and so I don't think like the camping community and the LGBT like pride movement ever intersected in the way that how we're talking about transgender children intersects with like early education and camp in the way it does right now so it almost feels like camp kind of missed that moment in time
1: I have this recollection of um like hearing from I don't know I don't know where I heard this, but like there were a, a number of uh like queer older counselors from when we were little but before our time that were like came up in the seventies and they like viewed going away to all girls. People came to be a counselor as like their safe haven away from totally like society in the seventies where like they were just, there was nothing expected of them. They were just here for eight weeks to, you know, live in this like essential paradise of <clears throat> camp. And looking back, I like never considered that. Like, yeah, you're right. When, uh, when everything was happening and like the queer, I'm not as educated as I should be. And I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> um, like, you know, queer, uh, s- civil rights was you know coming up that like camp was marching on and like the woods no one yeah. was like it just there was no intersection there totally
0: yeah interesting were you trying to say it was like a safe haven for yeah like sort of, yeah but it, then it's a question of like well but it just but it was also like very stuff under, on, the was, run, like yeah, under the rut like under the
1: like it just like they they came just there just because it, about anything yet. right yes. like because it was they were just like here and they were yeah comfortable around
2: yeah. women and it was just like totally not spoken about at all and I think that's kind of my like where camps have been and where I hope that they progress forward is I think camp has always been this amazing safe haven for people to be whoever they are mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily it's it still seems to exist a little bit in that be whoever you are but don't broadcast it right um, I think that's what I was trying to say yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no totally and that's and that's how I feel like I you know I've never really felt in any way personally discriminated against at camp for being gay. Mm -hmm. Um, But that said, I think that we are still stuck in this idea that sexual orientation is something that falls under the purview of, like, things that should be hidden and not discussed, especially with children. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's, like, a false equivalence between sexual orientation and, like, sex, you know? Right. Um, Because there are very very important lines that are drawn in the sand in terms of things that shouldn't be discussed with campers you know like there's no reason you need to talk about your sex life with campers there's no reason you need to talk about going out and getting drunk at a party with campers right um but that said I think that there's kind of a missed opportunity especially in adolescent education with kids being surrounded by all of these incredibly positive ostensibly role models um And viewing sexual orientation as something that needs to be hidden and not celebrated, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or at least not, I think there's something or would be something really powerful about kids getting, especially young gay kids, getting to see counselors who are happy and open and totally comfortable being like, yep, I got a girlfriend at home. I can also leave and come to camp and be here with you and be super happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think understandably, camps sometimes take the view that anything about personal life should be hidden repressed Mm -hmm. not discussed because what if it brings up questions for a camper what if it influences them or what if a parent gets upset Mm -hmm. and i think that while i very much understand that point of view i think it is a missed opportunity to uh help some kids who might be existing on the fringes have good allies and role models who look like them or what they might look like one day
0: totally and that's what you think of camp like there's so many people you look up to there and yeah and if uh you know if i was a young camper there and i knew that someone was like out and i was like oh my god i love them at camp they're so cool i'd be like oh that's cool there's someone who's yeah i think it would have been super powerful
2: yeah no absolutely i mean i one of my very first kind of like gay idols was a camp counselor of mine yeah. and who you knew was out? I didn't but uh we ended up figuring it out which was like very right. scary to her yeah yeah too. Because I think, you know, she knew that she wasn't supposed to be out about it. She definitely wasn't trying to be uh she How wasn't trying figure to let her out, out. It's saw her also making out like with someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, a real... <laughs> we really do smudge out. there. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely not on her either. That was, like, a we weren't supposed to be out of our beds. Right. Like and
0: <laughs> we were like, this is and we were like, down by the lake.
2: Yeah, and we were like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, two of the counselors we love. <laughs> and obviously, we went up to her and we're like, are you guys dating? And she was like, oh, my God, like, we cannot yeah. discuss this. Oh, God, um, that's so sad. Yeah, and, like... And that comes from a place that I don't think is, like, bigotry. You know, like, I think right. that comes from camps trying to protect themselves um, and being like, well, why do we need to discuss any of that with kids? But also, like, and, of course, you could say she shouldn't have been making out with someone on camp property, but, like, you're these are a bunch of adolescent adult <laughs> cou- ha- young adult yeah. counselors. Like, yeah. I think we focus too much on being like, well, you just shouldn't have been doing that in the first place instead of, like, well, how can – what message is it then sending if a counselor is so scared to be out that mm-hmm. – that then sends a message to the kid that there's something wrong with that. Yeah, that what she was doing right. bad. Yeah. And I think there is uh, oftentimes a double standard at camp in terms of uh, the, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek, like, "haha, whatever, you're not supposed to know about the straight counselors dating each other, but, like, everyone everyone doesn't. knows. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, versus the, like, real fear that I think sometimes gets instilled in gay counselors about, like, oh, I'm, like, it's actually going to be a problem if kids find out about this. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if your camps have it, but our camp has like a, a very like, silly little song that's like sung in the dining hall yes. about like couples.
0: Yada, da, da.
2: Ours is called Silhouettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yada.
0: <laughs> and then like it's basically they name like the counselors. Yeah, it's like, yeah. A sh- I was going to say, it's like a, when you like ship someone. It's totally. Kind of like that. Well, also,
1: if like you made out with someone at a social, yep, then yeah. it gets sung the next yeah, day. Yeah, 100%. Da, 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 inserting the name well, of yeah. the
2: boy or I guess now person that you
1: made out with yes
2: and even that feels I think this is changing but it's it's all in the like intangible feelings of it which is why it's hard to kind of come forward with because Mm. it's easy to then just be like well we have the same policy for everyone you're like well but the like the way that that policy feels is not the same for everyone because Mm -hmm. as far as I've been there like whether it's you know older campers or counselors and whether or not it's real or it's just like shipped that song is sung over and over and over about straight Man counselors. Murders, right. and yeah. Women, yeah. And it definitely, it feels a little more like, oh shit, if it's sung about two women who are actually together, uh-huh. you know, like it, it feels a little like, oh, you're really not supposed to know about that. Right. You I'm know, n- have, has it ever
1: been sung about when you were there about two women?
2: Yes, it was sung about me and the person I was with at the time and it was fine. We didn't like, you know, get scolded or anything, but like I, it was definitely like a, they're not supposed to know, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. And so I think and I also think that a big a big thing we should be talking about more, I guess just I think we sometimes fall back on like just telling the counselors the rules of what they're not supposed to do, which, again, I totally get. But that that misses the the possibility of instead empowering counselors to like figure out the lines between uh, like appropriate ownership and pride and like things that kids in your care don't need to know about you, you know? Sure. Um, Especially in terms of like the countless like never have I ever games that get played or like stupid magazine yeah, quizzes yeah. and stuff like that that are so straight oriented like there's a great opportunity in there for a counselor to be like w- we're talking about boys so much right now like we're w- walking around this circle asking like which boy in X list we all think is cute over and over again mm-hmm. like let's at least consider the possibility that someone here might not be into boys. Right. Whether that's because they're gay or because they're just not there yet, right. you know? yeah. Um, and I think oftentimes people can be scared to say that because it's seen as like a, um, I don't know, an endorsement of like being gay or something, which also, so what if it is? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's like a, that's an actual teachable moment for kids. Yeah. of Like who's
0: left out of this conversation. Yeah. And is that something that you just see in your head or is that something that like... Y- you saw it happen once. That's something I'm perfectly comfortable saying out and you, loud, and you do with the kids.
2: Oh That's yeah, awesome. constantly. Um, That's so cool.
1: So I kind of w- wonder and think, like I imagine that this kind of discussion, or just the way that we approach uh, gender and identity at camp, uh, and sexual orientation, probably comes from the top down, yeah. right? So because totally. we totally. we visited a camp or talked to a camp director where like I think it was Lewis yeah I where think. yeah where he was basically like he is this huge proponent of like come as you are be who you are and love who you love and I want campers to see like healthy relationships totally. yeah. as. It was it was a Jewish camp, which is a little different because they're very they really like to like pair people off and be like, okay, go on, continue. Yeah, totally. But I I remember he told a story about he was like, I have a a counselor who's gay, and he was like, should I not tell the campers that I'm gay? Like, what would what would happen? And he was like, no, you're gay. Tell the tell the campers that you're gay. Yes, and like if you are seen around camp holding the hand of a boy that's a a male counselor not a child (laughs) child. (laughs) uh like they should see you know he was he was very much into like appropriate representation of adult relationships at camp like appropriate for children to you know in terms of like holding hands kissing on the cheek whatever in in public regardless of who those relationships are between totally as long as they're consensual. That's very
2: much how I feel, especially because camp is like this little microcosm of life where we're trying to teach kids values and respect. And it does feel a little inherently weird to me to cut out a huge part of life, which is healthy, hopefully, adult relationships Mm -hmm. and just pretending like they don't exist. No one dates no one loves each other yeah it's like, a little bit like
0: because at camp the individual is obviously like okay you can do this you're strong you can climb you know do the zip line whatever but exactly. then like the community and the bunk you have all those but I guess you don't really have that emphasis on like you and another person could like build a life or something like that
1: it's so interesting because when i was 15 (laughs) i was
0: obsessed with sex and i was obsessed
1: with finding out as much information as i possibly could and my bunk from counselors my bunk we played 10 fingers with every single counselor that came into existence like came in front of us on our rafting trip we played it with our rafting guide who was so hot fran oh yeah you guys (laughs) it was like the the hottest shout out to to fran hope you're still rafting away yeah and uh (laughs) we were just like obsessed with sex yeah and like to to and like you know now i'm thinking about it we were like obsessed we were all obsessed with boys and like heteronormative relationships but now i'm kind of like well what if we had had a counselor that had like you know been gay and ex- told us that and like what if that would have opened up doors for someone in our bunker someone totally.
0: exactly younger than us and like some, someone
1: yes. made something
0: click for someone
1: earlier 100%. than it did
0: and i think there's a chance all those uh, counselors you play with over the years a couple of them were gay no totally, totally. <laughs> for sure 100 <Yeah. laughs> oh i have
2: played so much which boy is the hottest yeah <laughs> in my time <laughs> um and yeah it's that sex and developing sexuality is an important thing for any teenager regardless of their sexual orientation and because more kids are straight than gay and it is still hard to come out especially when you're young that's just inherently going to be a part of camp and it's something that we as humans know how to deal with we know how to talk to kids inherently hopefully appropriately about their straight crushes etc without making them seem like they're taboo you know like we're very comfortable being like
0: Give I'm a girlfriend in third grade. Yeah, just exactly. Yes.
2: But it's still, there's something that doesn't feel the same about a kid being like, I have a crush on a girl, especially at a girls camp. Um, yeah. And and it's
0: like, oh, no, you just want to be her best friend. Yeah,
2: totally. And then it's like, oh, no. Or it's like, we shouldn't be talking about that. And then you're like, well, we're talking about the straight crushes. And it's like, well, we really shouldn't be talking about any of it. And you're like, well, we are talking. <laughs> like, yeah. But the straight crushes are gonna get talked about yeah, because yeah. that's we're comfortable doing that yeah um and so we need to get better at talking to counselors about how to appropriately and positively like mediate conversations so and, it, and it, comes the same before,
0: it comes from the top totally
2: yeah and i mean i i really do love and respect our camp leadership i think so much of it is just changing times especially in you know a like decades if not centuries old institution
0: right um and i don't think centuries for both of us. Yes, centuries. Okay, for we're both also, right. we're also we're centuries. also in the century <laughs> game, okay? We're old too. We're over 100.
2: <laughs> but it takes it takes asking and listening and actively changing yourself to to change it yeah. from above. And I also and this is kind of what I what I mean about like the difference weirdly between trans kids and gay people is I think a lot of older camp administrators their first introduction into like the trans world, especially trans kids, is through education. You know, like they, d- they weren't exposed to trans people at all. And so the first they're kind of hearing is from these really positive organizations talking about what it means to be a trans child, et cetera. And so they're kind of getting the information first from, uh, from good proactive institutions. Whereas I think views of sexuality, it's a lot of unlearning what people's implicit biases mm. or experiences of that were four decades ago Mm -hmm. and then now having to readjust to the times instead of the first exposure to something being uh like a good discussion about
0: it yeah I think that's a great point like uh, we went to you know our own version of ACA too and you do have those educators out there I don't think you have as much yeah I guess I haven't really seen specific educators going out to be like hey I'm just here to talk about like sexuality at your camp totally especially Um, because maybe
1: they are i'm sure not. there are
0: but i but you're but that's a good point of like there's a very d- i feel like there, it's a real push from the education point of view yeah. which yeah. is great um and a great way to go about it yes. and i don't think that's happening as much as formally no especially cause and then to lump everything together is not a great idea but is also pr- i don't that? know yeah Com- yeah complicated
2: well in gender is i think it's weirdly more comfortable for us to talk about gender because it doesn't inherently have anything to do with sex And, like, sexual orientation has the word sex in, you know, the the name. But it's, like, you've got to be, like, well, we're not talking about sex. You know, like, any counselors having sex is not something that kids should be. Right. We're talking about, like, crushes and
0: identity. Exactly.
2: And what it means to be seen and see people who are gay people, queer people, who are, like, happy, healthy adults living their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. And that doesn't have anything to do with sex.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point.
1: This weird analogy just came into my What's mind that? where,
2: like, I
1: say this all the time where I'm like, I just can't wait for, like, our age to be in charge in terms of, like, the Senate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, like, politics. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, because we're just, like, we're the we're just, like, so much more accepting than the two generations above us. Yeah. And n- n- now I'm thinking about it, like, camp directors are kind of the same as these old they're not I mean I don't know who they are but like they're older they're mm-hmm. like of an older generation yeah. and so like we're just kind of like we need to bide our time and we don't need to bide our time but like once we're in charge then like it's gonna be a lot totally different,
2: different right or these I things hope. that like <laughs> feel challenging if you haven't encountered them right for your whole life as an older person just feel less challenging right you know, to us because we, old yeah like, yeah I've been talking about this for years you know right yeah, yeah. um and, I mean, the kids are changing so much, too, which, like, there's a whole separate point here that there are now so many campers who have gay parents that it's, like, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, this yeah. should be... I mean, have we experienced that at our camp?
1: Campers, I, I have no idea. I mean, like, I I have no clue. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm In sure, the world, yes. 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 I am positive okay. that there are... I'm positive That's that okay, there are... Okay, like, good. kind of, like... <laughs> I was like, I just
0: haven't heard about it at our camp.
1: Here. I haven't heard about it, but I guarantee... I'm sure that there are campers with... Just um, gay parents. Th- I, feel I was like about that's to say like two dads, but, like... Eight years <laughs> thing,
2: like... At YO? Yeah. Like, okay, That great. we've had, because, I mean, in, just in terms of marriage legalization, I feel like that preempted people having kids, and then those right. kids need, you know, ten years to get <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, camp, yeah, to yeah, camp. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Okay, cool,
0: yeah. Yeah. And so they can't feel at all, or they need to feel comfortable being like, hey, my two dads are coming for exactly. this, or hey, my moms are coming... Yeah. Yes. And um, not feel, like, in the bunk when they say that they're going to get any type of, like... Totally. You're weird. And I can't like, imagine that that would like, happen today. No, the kids
2: are really not the problem. Like they're amazing. I w- was like just overhearing a game of Never Have I Ever last time yeah. I was there, and all of them were qualifying all of their questions with like Never have I ever been on a date with a boy or a girl. Never have I ever kissed a boy or a girl. Which what was age like, were they? Twelve. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Like they're. they're They're with it I mean they are with
1: it because they they never like they grew up and everything and it was all normal and good
0: like they're like
2: we're you know it's better for them
0: yeah totally hopefully
2: um (laughs) yeah I mean I even I overheard one of my favorite conversations I overheard I'd had kids out on like a cabin overnight where we like take them across the lake for a night to get used to it um and I was like had told them to be quiet like 27 million times and was going over there to be like I am serious. Uh, <laughs> <Anna>. <laughs> and I, like, heard them actually talking, and I heard one kid talking about uh, how it was weird because a girl in her class had a crush on her and had, like, cornered her in the bathroom to tell her that she had a crush on her. Um, and they were, like, kind of giggling, and another kid was like, yeah, but, like, that must have been really hard for her. Like, I don't know. Oh it just God, must yeah. be really hard to be gay when you're a kid. And the rest of them were like, yeah, you're right. Are you gay? And she went, no, well... I don't know. I'm 12. Maybe. I don't know. And the rest of them were like, yeah, that's cool. You're right. It was like the most like, I was like, I didn't even have to do anything.
1: But guys, shut up. The guys shut up and go (laughs) to bed, please.
2: (laughs) it is my favorite thing to do to kids is just state the time emphatically whatever it is it is 9.45 it is 8.37 and they're like that means nothing yeah. it's PM, to PM or AM yeah. wake up what? Yeah. it's yeah.
0: night
1: <laughs> Ugh, we used to have a counselor who. that's
0: so funny that's like to just state the time she, that and she then she used to
1: <laughs> yeah. we had a counselor who came from, with us from bunk 1 to bunk 11 it and it we all hated one, her eight, she was awful and eight. she didn't come back for our bunk 12 which is our last summer okay. but like <laughs> thank god Anyway, she used to she used to stand in, in Bunk Eleven stand next to the light bulb yeah. holding the string, being like, I'm turning off the light in four minutes. I am turning off the light in three minutes and just stand there and then she would turn off the light Giving and her her do her to anything.
2: Yeah, you're like, well, in the dark. Oh my gosh. My other favorite uh <laughs> shut up tactic is you just open the door and then you go seriously seriously oh my god I hate and then you. you shut the door Grey's Anatomy style oh my Graze god, an oh my
0: yeah. god. You're, you're literally oh my gosh I was the kid who was like so affected by those things like you do that and I'd be like Ah, oh, she oh, hates her. I know oh she's god. the
1: head counselor too gonna, can you imagine I'm gonna,
0: run, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and apologize
2: <laughs> I broke honor system that's so um, funny I mean normally I am the reinforcement anyway so yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. you have been doing this to eight counselors <laughs> three and a half hours. Like, it's time for seriously, seriously. Se- seriously? <laughs> We're bringing out my biggest trips. Yeah, seriously. seriously? What they don't know is I have serious. nothing after that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, you can't was. do it twice. They're like, well, she wasn't that serious the <laughs> last time. <laughs> yeah, what would be I'm like? not finding her to be super serious. <laughs> oh, that's so
0: funny. Oh, wow. You seem like you'd be a great addition to any camp. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I love camp. And I mean, the staff are changing too. It is... It's like, it's it's not the administrators themselves that are the problem, I think. I'm sure some of them are. But <laughs> I think it's like, it's this entrenchment in, in a desire to protect camp, which I totally get. But it's, yeah. it's a false, I think, idea about what that means in mm. 2019, you know? Because I think, I think from an administration perspective, it can be like, well, what if a kid's parent thinks that the gay counselor is trying to, like, make them gay, you know? <sighs> And it's like, well, at that point you kind of just got to answer the phone and be like, that's not our politics. Like if you think <laughs> if you that then you this need to take the, the kid out then. <laughs> yeah. It
1: seems like you might belong somewhere else. Yeah.
2: And I also think that the so much of the well, what if this happens, what if this happens, what if this happens doesn't actually end up happening. Like there's so much uh, that's happened a lot in terms of people I've talked to in the camping community about trans campers and like this overwhelming like what if a camper changes their identity which i am really proud of our camp that right now the policy seems to be if uh if a camper at our camp who previously identified as female uh decides to transition or start identifying as male then they can choose whether or not to stay at our camp or go to the boys camp I believe we have a similar policy yeah it's
1: like we don't have a boys camp but it's like you can stay if you totally if you so choose yes
2: i don't know I don't think we've crossed the bridge of having a uh, male-to-female camper who is identifying as a female before they enter the summer camping community coming to our camp. I don't think we've had that either, and
1: that's... Not yeah. that I've heard of, but honestly, I wouldn't... Like, I don't think they would broadcast it <laughs> if that were totally, the
2: case. Totally, yeah. I'm oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> and we're, like, too out of touch yeah. to, to know. I mean, this isn't camp but I also went to a boarding school and mm. I and I was just back from my 10-year reunion and I was asking a lot of the teachers what their housing policy is for campers who are campers, campers. <laughs> for campers camper everyone's a camper happy campers for kids who transition uh during school or enter high school yeah. um already having gone through that process um, even if that's you know just identification and they were like we spent so long talking about what that would mean, and parents getting upset, and do we need to tell the parents that, mm. you know, because they were like, we know that we should be housing kids where their gender identity lies, like, that is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, our parents going to call, and they were like, we, like, really regret having spent so many years talking about this, because last year, we finally just decided to let kids house where their gender identity was, and, like, received nary a complaint
0: <laughs> from parents about it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, That's a little bit how, you know, that camp director mentioned in the beginning, it's like, you just... You just do it. You just do it. You just lead and you do it. And you say, if anyone has an issue with this, please send me an email. Yep. And he got no emails. Yep. No, he Except got emails that were, that were like, like "If you don't put yeah. the kid in my kid's bunk, I will be very upset because <laughs> yes. I like l- after, love like, this." Yeah, or not love this. It was like it was after the summer. They were like, oh. "It's my kid's best friend." Yeah, because like it'd be it'd be a little weird if someone was just like, "Oh my god, I love want this the trans thing. kid. Oh, wait, I need this experience for
2: my kid." Please. I thought you meant they loved the gay counselor. No, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, <there was laughs> like, put, my put my kid in in the, the kid cabin with the trans child. honey, you're gonna best. Of your life. Poor, poor trans child. It's yeah, like, I'm just out uh, trying to have try. a good summer. <laughs> <laughs> out here trying to do some macrame. Uh, yeah. I to be this kid's best friend. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's like I mean if, if the attitude that you project is one of like there's something wrong with this, we need to Yeah. We need to like over address it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and I
0: think so many institutions overthink it. Totally and over address yes, it. If that makes sense. Like
2: if you just lead with like, it's totally cool to be gay, not totally cool to talk to your kids about your sex life. Yeah. If you are do a bad job at navigating that difference, that's where you get in trouble regardless of your sexual orientation. Yeah. And otherwise, like live your life, be a good counselor those are your priorities the second one being the first priority you yeah. Know? yeah 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 for that, I mean, and if any relationship is getting in the way of your ability to be a good
0: counselor, then that's a problem. And uh, we've seen that happen, I guess. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's like, are you here for the for your mm-hmm. boyfriend in the other bunk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. who's
2: going back to Spain in four weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he loves you enough. He loves yeah. you, enough. <laughs> you could live in Spain, you could do life.
0: My semester abroad is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what
2: the do, what does camp mean to you? Oh, man. I mean, camp has definitely been the most singular uh, thing that's formed my adult identity, for sure. I mean, there, we're talking about ways in which camp can be better, but there really is mm. so much love and acceptance there. Um, and I think also tolerance in a major way of, like, you need to be okay with and good at hanging out with people that you don't necessarily want to hang out with who are not your biffers totally (laughs) even as an adult I mean honestly I think I think that had an equal impact on me as an adult as it did as as a kid like I was even just thinking the other day about like when when in my real life do I like get in a car with like three people I've never hung out with before (laughs) and spend an entire day off like you know, fucking around North Conway and like swimming in a river and like just dedicating 12 hours to hang out with total strangers. That just doesn't happen. Right. But you're like
1: connected by this thing that you're doing together for nine weeks over the summer. Totally.
2: (sighs) And I mean, I think that there's a real thing and like I, I had a kid's parent cry when she was dropping her off and she was like she is so miserable at school right now mm. and this is like what she lives for just yeah. getting to the first day of camp and getting to be able to mm. be seen as herself in a way that no one sees her at school and that's that's so meaningful like yeah. not having that outlet as a kid can be the difference in what kind of adult you become
0: yeah. I mean did you, you, you have make that it al- to adulthood oh. yeah, yeah exactly did you have that where you felt like There was a version of yourself that got to come out of camp that... You'd definitely to, just a little bit a little bit more confident and all that from as I got outside, older I yes I got like hardcore
2: bullied at camp when I was little oh wow okay yeah. so your mm-hmm. first couple years were tough they were really rough <laughs> my mom do you have siblings yeah I have uh, a little brother and he did he go to Winona he went to Winona for I think three separate years like he went when he was 10 he and was then, like, like on 12, and off and then, uh, as not a huge camper yeah okay yeah. he's like a division one athlete so he like was sure sure he was in specialized soccer. camps yeah. 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 soccer yeah. camp he was <laughs> in those camps that was not 1902 <laughs> it's like life. EST 2012, <laughs> um, but yeah, my, I actually. So I had went like went to camp with a duffel bag my first year, and then I was like, "Mom, everyone has a trunk. I need a trunk." And she was like, "Definitely said something to the effect of like, if we get you a trunk, like I want to know that you want to go back to camp in the future because it's expensive." Mm-hmm. My mind and now looking back at how much was a truck $90 <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know. I think she was just being like I'm not doing this as like a one-time thing yeah. and in my mind I registered that she was like I don't I think she probably said like are you gonna go back for two or three years because yeah. then I'll get you a trunk in my mind I was like Well, she got me the trunk. I have to go back for three years, (laughs) which like camp is so much more expensive than the trunk. Like, (laughs) that was like, like, (laughs) I was like, I need to save her that. I need to make that ninety dollar investment count. (laughs) And so I like I was miserable at camp for my like. Two of my three trunk years. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> would just look at <laughs> the trunk and be like, yeah, uh, was it worth it? Was it worth it? it. <laughs> <worth> it. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Multi-thousand-dollar <up> summer here for you. Handcuffs. <laughs> yeah.
1: What if you were like, Mom, I don't want to go back to camp, but like, I'll use the, trunk, I'll use the okay, trunk, okay? Let's put it in it's my a room.
2: <laughs> totally. Oh, I did not in any way let her know that I was like so miserable there. She didn't know? No, not at all. I was like, She said the thing about the trunk. I better shut up. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I like, So I don't Do you guys have two sessions? No We go
0: Yeah the whole way
2: It's seven weeks Eight weeks Seven Seven. Yep So we have uh, You can either do three and a half Three and a half Or the full seven Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was there We had a bunch of uh, Like staff kids Or staff adjacent kids Who Mm -hmm. had been going For the full seven weeks Since they were little Which is not necessarily Like the most common thing for us we, we love ep- we love lots of the about staff rats, we but we <laughs> <all called laughs> started oh <laughs> Um I mean lots of the Staff Rats are my friends now. But, uh but there was like a definite click of the seven week kids and yeah. coming in at second session to a camp where that is That's predominantly you did, full. Your yes. first one. Oy. It's the same day. So our changeover is the first session kids leave by 10 a.m. And the second session kids start coming at noon. Oh Boy, so you come in There's and you're like, no I've been turnover. waiting for camp for a year. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, I miss Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where Kelly used to <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's And you're tough. like, oh, that's God, <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm not Kelly. Oh, my God. Wait, so
1: so you, you did – sessions the first few years and then did you switch over to go
2: seven? Okay. So I did second and like there was a like hardcore that sounds so stressful. (laughs) I would definitely need to be
0: in first session. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go in and out. Like like, bye guys, see
2: you next summer. (laughs) And people would be like the first session kids are way better, but the activities are better second session. And you'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) sorry I'm here And so like there was like a hardcore group of like perfectly nice people led by like one really mean girl of full session kids. And she she like put Nair and my sunscreen. <gasps> yeah, she That's like what? Um, your hair come off. Oh yeah, she put. Oh, she and like, you're not
1: supposed to rub that into your skin, but you are supposed to rub sunscreen into your skin. Oh my god.
2: Yes. Oh yeah, she like. At the time, I was like, I'm the only one she's picking on. Like later, you realize she was like being Just a bitch to everyone. everyone. <laughs> Um, Um, but then I started coming, I went full session because I wanted to do this program that I've talked to you guys about called junior main guides, Mm. which is a, it's a main sponsored program. So you have to be on like the full summer agenda because like 4-H camps participate, um, and like eco schools participate. Um, and I desperately wanted to do that program. It's like axmanship and canoeing and like making a fire out of a wet log. Uh, we'll be (laughs) doing an episode about it one day. (laughs) Oh yes. It's a wonderful program. Um, and you live alone in the forest as a 15 year old for five days, and you have to make all your own meals and get judged on them, which is like wow. You get experience. judged on
1: the meals, like, oh, like yeah. on
2: presentation and creativity, like on <laughs> chopped. Oh yeah, more on like <laughs> is it raw, <laughs> and like that's, are your hands that's kind also of a lot pure like, that's oh. also a lot like chopped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got I could do a whole man. I was also a JMG like testing counselor for a long time, mm-hmm. so like. Oh, yeah. So I went and got to test food every day. Whoa. And my favorite thing was testing, like, an all-boys encampment of, like, five 15-year-olds as, like, a 21-year-old <laughs> lady. And you sit there, and they, like, hand you your food and just, like, stare at you. <laughs> and then you've got to be like, do you watch South Park? And they're like, oh, I love South Park. And you're like, great, this is what we're going to talk about for 45 minutes while you <laughs> like eat your that. raw calzone. Why are your gross food? <laughs> yes. I'm like, you have not watched your So
0: when it. you were, like, 12, you started in the program?
2: That was when I was 14. Oh, and, 14. It's through, um, and it's through and it's through YO. It's through, it's, yeah, we went through Wyo. So basically you are there in encampments of your own camp, but you're there with about 90 other kids from around Maine. Okay. So it was like us, we were near like Renoya does it, Walden does it. Um, no,
0: we don't we do We don't oh, do, it. do oh, you it. guys were
2: Walden. No, Arcadia does it. Okay. okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. I was like,
0: what? We do yeah. it? Yeah. No, we don't do that. No, Arcadia does it. Yeah. Um, not us.
2: And like Kiwani and Winona does it. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of like Bryant Park, like 4-H camps
0: do it. Um so your 14-year-old summer, you're kind of, like, prepping for it, and then at the 15th I summer, you do it big time? You do it both. Um, wow. You So basically, you do it until
2: you pass um, any – it's. 10 majors and or 12 12 minors and 10 majors <laughs> and you can only fail minors are worth one point majors are worth two and you can only fail i think four points total wow. um but your majors that you passed the previous year count as past the next one so it's designed to be a two-year program okay, okay. Cool. um so oh that was what happened i went full my 13 year old summer for again god knows what reason <laughs> And, uh, and made friends with some of the kids that I'd never met before who were first session. Yeah. and then Turns out those kids are better. They are better. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone was right. Uh, and, like, me and girl decided she wanted to, like, hang out in, I don't know, like, Greenwich or whatever instead of coming back to camp after that. Uh, and then we decided to do JMG together. Nice. Um, not, not turn a on Greenwich. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I have no feelings wait, about Greenwich wait, either way. Whatever you want. Yeah. Ah, this is an open rag podcast. <laughs> Greenwich is like doing fine.
0: um the Avenue's great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, so that was, uh, so then I started as a teenager, I like really, or tween, I like really, really fell in love with Kim. And that yeah. was also when I like, we had this amazing gay counselor who, and that was like really when I was struggling with oh, my own so, yeah, sexual orientation. So cool to see that then. Yeah, and she was like truly a... Did I, you talk
0: to her? Like to, to kind of... I talked, stuff?
2: I didn't talk to her. That was when I was 13 and mm-hmm. I wasn't like quite on that page sure. yet. Um, but then there was another amazing gay counselor the next summer who... Did less to hide it, I think, than other counselors. Um, and uh, and I, I, definitely like vaguely talked to her about it. Like, and was she very was, like, and she was Do like, you I ever like this. have best friends that you just really care about? <laughs> She's like, Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's
0: uh-huh, talk uh-huh, in a like. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's> Come <laughs> back when you're 17 uh-huh, Facebook messaging. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk exactly. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. And then I, I loved being on staff. So that that was a big part of my life
0: that's so great yeah and the the people like in your life now you're still really close with a lot of camp people
2: yeah I'm close to a lot of camp people I actually one of my I had a nightmare 12 year old as my first camper <laughs> um and she is 23 now and she's like one of my best best friends oh yeah cute yeah she uh, her first weekend at camp Uh, We were, like, having a barbecue, and she looked at me and went, you know, I think you're someone who would, like, fuck a girl at a party just for fun. This 12-year-old said that? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) like, you are not wrong, but that is not appropriate language at camp. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: You're like, hold on, I need to pick my job off the floor. <laughs> yeah, kids. You
0: know, the kids say the they darndest things. They say the things. darndest things. I'm like,
2: <laughs> what is time out at camp? I don't know what to yeah, do with yeah. you. Seriously? <laughs> seriously? Seriously? Seriously?
0: And she's like, <laughs> yeah, and seriously. And you're like, oh my God, she's tough. Yeah, but yeah. she knows all my tricks. <laughs>
2: So that was, I ended up, I followed an age group up. I had them oh. when they were 13, 14, and 15. I did too. Really? Yeah. Did you find that difficult? Um. In what way? I ended up kind of regretting that I did that just because I ended up being like kind of the go-to counselor for that age group. and I, I think I, she liked that.
0: I did
1: <laughs> like that. I certainly was the go-to counselor. Um. It was more difficult than I had to like rearrange my life in order, I was I went back to camp after my first year of law school which oh, everyone boy. was like everyone was like what are you doing and I was like they're my kids they're my kids I, gotta I gotta gotta go, go back. back it's their last summer totally. and they were like they were everyone was just like you need to you know get, work for a, a law firm and I was like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do uh so that was tough and my my campers wrote my parents a letter oh over the winter god. that that's year so that's adorable. being like please let sammy come back for our bunk 12 summer oh my god so <laughs> which is so also, cute so it's like they're permission like, yeah from i know <laughs> that they think it's like your parents
2: are in charge yeah. of this
1: choice Aww. well like really they weren't really but like they kind of were like they were paying for my life at yeah. the time so like i you know they had to give me their blessing yeah, at least totally. but like they i still have the letter it's like the cutest thing um oh, that's so sweet so but like yeah I don't. it wasn't that i, I was the go-to counselor for yeah. sure but it was also like i positioned myself to be <laughs> totally. that
2: i more I feel like that gets weird with like other counselors sometimes more than Are with they, the kids uh, like the like the resentment of like the with the older kids well, especially so we actually had
1: five counselors come back for this group of 19 year olds oh, of 19 okay. girls 19 15 year old girls and so there was it was (laughs) it was insane because um like a there were three of us that were like wildly popular and then there were two that were like less so that but yeah. were like bunk counselors and they wanted to come back for the kids and the kids were kind of like okay yep. Um, <laughs> so then there were going to be five counselors so then there was this for a minute there was like a ton of drama about if they were going to cut counselors from the bunk mm-hmm. to go put them in other bunks yep. and I remember I wrote this like incredibly long email to the director being like hey if you're not going to put me with these kids I'm not coming back like I like, the, like I'm coming back for them. Like, there's no, Oh, the like, long email to the directors. I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, Oh,
0: Sammy's gonna write an email defending all five counselors to stay in the bunk. It's no, like, no, no, no. Sammy's protecting Sammy's That's what I also. Hold on, Sammy, I did, you weren't at risk of being put in the bunk. I don't
1: bomb. honestly. I'm the director. Made it sound like I might be in risk I of that. Have that. And I. And I, but I did say I mean I said multiple times like yeah, in an yeah. ideal world all five of us get to be yeah. the counselors. Yeah. But, <laughs> if not, but if but not, if not so <laughs> it me. <laughs> <nominate. Yeah. laughs> Do not touch my
0: bed.
1: <laughs> That's basically and like in the end we all ended up being yeah. their counselors and it was great.
0: But How many strongly worded long emails from campers do you think these directors get on daily campers or counselors <laughs> from, from, i don't know oh, parents, so everyone, parents yes, like everyone. 35 a day at
2: least oh yeah. man i wrote a I uh, i wrote a very long letter to a unit director once like it had been a rough summer for everyone and like i really loved this person and was trying to like I felt like a lot of the flack she was getting was, like, pretty unwarranted. Mm. So I was trying to write a letter being, like, I think this is what's actually going on with everyone. Mm. But I wrote it anonymously. And, like, that night she was, like, Morgan, thanks for the letter. Like, <laughs> can, we, can we talk about it sometime? <laughs> and it's,
1: like, yep. damn. My
2: writing is
0: on <laughs> every poster <laughs> at this camp. Like, should have written Dance. it with your left
1: hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm Love.
0: Ano- love. I'm here for you whenever you need me. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to find <laughs> me. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, do, what it was your experience because you're gay like do you think it would have been helpful for you to know that to have like gay role models at camp when you were a kid yeah 100
0: <laughs> i mean camp was a spot where you know half the fun was looking up to, to older like, girls and thinking that they were so freaking cool yes. um and yeah and like it's a mixture of like I mean, a lot of those people I thought were really cool. Like they weren't gay. <laughs> totally. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um. But and then a couple people who uh who are but they, it's not like they were hiding it specifically because yeah. I you do know, When I think back, they people weren't weren't out and it just wasn't part of and I wasn't like aware and stuff yeah. then and it wasn't part of my camp experience. But what's been awesome in uh, growing up and coming out like more in my 20s yeah uh a lot of those people who i love in different bunks older younger really good friends with they're out now and like that's really fun to talk to them about our experience at camp and how like oh haha would have been so different if like we realized this or whatever um totally but i feel like i have a a whole another level of like sisterhood with them totally and we've connected and it doesn't feel um yeah it feels like all we want to do is kind of like spread the word so that Uh, like as alumni use whatever power we have to set good examples of totally like people who love camp people who are out in their life outside of camp totally and proud of that so if younger kids uh, who are at camp now are dealing with that kind of stuff they can see how there's alumni in their network who are totally excited to talk to them no 100 percent um and that's
2: that's a way i think our camp is very good like i've never felt shamed for like being out in my you know outside life. life yeah yeah um i also think like I was going to say this before but like there's campers just focus so much on relationships uh-huh. that I'm almost like if you're just like yep then it completely demystifies it and like mm-hmm. how are you going to you know the speculation is like really the fun part. Yeah. I mean Totally. Yeah.
1: I imagine It's like sitting true. around
2: for hours being like what gay or straight being like I saw them talking yeah. by the mm-hmm. coffee machine mm-hmm. this morning like <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah, it's fascinating. I remember being fascinated by counselors' relationships when I was that age. And also, you know, the subject of speculation when I was a counselor. Totally. Um, so all right. Well, Morgan. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. This is so fun. Yeah, thanks for talking with us. Of course.
2: Um, do you have anything you
1: want to plug or promote?
2: I have a movie coming out, hopefully in the next year, called Milkwater. Yeah, we're trying to figure out, uh, we applied to festivals, we're waiting to hear back from where we're going to premiere, but yeah, keep an eye out for Milkwater.
0: Do you have a website? Yeah, milkwaterfilm.com. Awesome. Yeah. Check it out. out. Please do. Check us out, and uh, check us out, also Wyo, we're, you know, supporters of Yeah, Wyo is a
2: wonderful camp most formative place of my of my
0: world why i cannot recommend that place enough and if you're going to visit also check out walden right (laughs) Right down down the road road. you're right there uh check us out happy campers podcast.com instagram itunes spotify twitter everywhere find us and uh keep camping guys yeah man day is done on the sun we We out. out
2: no you need to be very close like this yeah pump <laughs> yeah. like like we're pump npr just, yeah yeah pump pam sarah pump
1: i'm sarah pump <laughs> and this <laughs> <laughs> pump pump. campers
2: One story told week by week. Sarah Canaan went to my high school. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: my God. Fun fact. That's cool. Yeah, long time ago. Um, so. Alex H- and Spiegel she was the coolest it. girl in the high school. She was like 43 no. <laughs> and I was 16. <laughs> that's so funny. A podcast called Sarah Keenan. Because it's also like there's no way she was popular. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like her doing ice At how cool she, she probably is. ran
2: announcements though. Yeah, we're recording right now, and I'm gonna put that at the end of the podcast. Oh, I love you, Sarah <laughs> we all love her.
0: I love her too. She's got such a good voice. Uh-oh.